Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's coming, coming up, Simpsons. Simpsons. Hey. Dear Lord, what are we... That was pretty good. I had a good time. Yeah. We're changing it up. Yeah, listen, we're on a new network. We're doing new voices. <laughs> Everything is new, new, new. We will never revisit those voices again. <laughs> How's it going? Welcome to the show. This episode is brought to you by Star Trek 12. So, very tired. <laughs> uh, we're, that was our one... Well, we have a couple of sponsors today. We, of course, um, have... Uh, that sponsor, we have um, Beats. <gasps> Beats is another sponsor. We got Beats! <laughs> uh, another sponsor is Ion Springfield. We always love when Ion Springfield comes in and delivers with the sponsorship. And then, of course, we are brought to you by Itchy and Scratchy, the movie. Ooh, Ooh. what? Yes. We are, of course, talking about the episode, Itchy and Scratchy, the movie. This is the sixth episode of the fourth season. It originally aired on November 3rd, 1992. It was directed by Rich Moore, written by John Swartzwelder. Ooh. Ooh. And the showrunners at the time were Al Jean and Mike Reese. <gasps> this is a great episode. Uh, we are rocking and rolling already. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to introduce our guest. <laughs> you guys. I love him so much. Uh, he's one of the funniest damn people I know. Um, he is host of Maximum Fun's Who Shot Ya podcast. He works on Comedy Central's Tosh.0. Oh, I and work. He, you work! <laughs> that, is, that is the verbiage we've chosen for you. Um, it's, it's just nicely vague. Please welcome to the show, Ricky Carmona! <laughs> Welcome! I like me a good Ferris Bueller's uh, yeah, I sound effect to intro. Throw Thank it you in. very much. I feel like people don't do it that much. Not enough. It's not, not present on a lot of soundboards and morning zoo crew radio shows. <laughs> I agree. I think there are a lot of Ferris Bueller things that should be like part of that like high energy, including just like uh, when the teacher is saying, uh, not Bueller, but he's saying, uh, who do economics? Voodoo. Voodoo. Whoa! I think that that's just... That is an underrated uh, teacher <laughs> quote from Ferris Bueller. Well, you know, I just like to keep the energy up, and I think that a very droll, dry, yeah. who do economics is just as fun as bound, bound, bound. You know, but that's right. just me. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. Thanks, guys. I like recording at night. <laughs> <laughs> what if uh, hint taken? Um, what if what if my other button on our Ferris Bueller uh, soundboard was just um, those two Weasley guys snickering when they take the Corvette or yes. whatever the car is? Yeah. What if it's just that you can't quite place it? But it's you know it's from Ferris Bueller. Oh, I like that. Okay, oh, yeah. the Maybe sound of them looking at the art at the museum. What if I? Yeah, what if I change my ringtone to all of these? Oh Just... wait, can I tell you something really quickly before we get into the Simpsons? If you must, I don't have to, but I'm going to. Um, I was a weird. Uh, kid, like I'm sure most of the listeners on this podcast were, like most people in this room. I'm not, not going to say though. all exactly. Not, not we got me. a cool. We got a cool, cool amongst our myths. Um, uh, I'm not cool. Not cool. Wow, I sure can't pick them. Uh, so I, I would do this thing um, where I would record. I would use my phone to record uh, clips from. 
uh, movies and TV shows. And we've had a couple of people say that they do that as well. Matt Myra would actually listen to the tapes of The Simpsons and play them. And so he has the uh, visuals not as well in his head as he does the uh, actual sound bites, which is kind of funny because it kind of makes it a radio play. And John Swartzwalder, who wrote this episode, is famous for doing that, as we learned mm-hmm. on the show. Um but I would record Ferris Bueller quotes, and then I would also record, uh, or I I would have a CD player where I would play uh, one of the saddest songs ever, which is called Lady O by the Turtles. And it's just like this very sad, it's like, I see, da, ba, da, 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 da. and it's like strings, and it's really sad. And I would play Ferris Bueller quotes on top of it and make it this very dramatic, like, mashup of these two things. Oh, wow. And it was like, I would cry to it as a child. It was like... Like the weirdest thing and I was like maybe 12 years old and I would like listen to these like very like funny lines to very sad music and I only like recently realized that's how I kind of probably got into writing very sad songs about the Simpsons I, and other yeah. things and it's something <laughs> <laughs> it's something I've never um, thought of really um, and I kind of buried it I had the realization and then I buried it until just now thinking about Ferris Bueller again that's so amazing. thank you for unleashing that tidbit that's going to come up in therapy tomorrow. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but anyway. You, Not a second too soon, that therapy. <laughs> just uh, reveal Bring that you in. invented mashups. I know! Uh, are Way you girl fucking... talk? Are exactly. you girl talk? <laughs> Way to bury the fucking uh, leaves. That sorry, was guys. <laughs> also, as a child, you you designed a moment for yourself to cry to. Yeah. Like, that was yeah. Other people were playing with Spice Girl Barbies and you were like, nah, gotta get a good cry in. It's gonna be my catharsis for the day. I gotta really uh, unload before Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, thank you for seeing me. It's nice to be heard. I fucking, I love that so much. Um, but I, I, uh, well, correct one part of your story. Ooh. That's not the saddest song. Uh, the saddest song <laughs> is actually Alone Again Naturally. Do you mm. know this? Oh, no. I forget who. It's a 70s uh, artist, but it's it's like the most upbeat. <laughs> we'll, I don't know, listeners, go Google it. Um, it's like the most upbeat 70s bouncy sound, and it's just about how like his dad died and like how he's you know alone and like everybody he's ever loved has left him Aww. anyway it's a good mm. I feel like uh, it's also Megan Keister's favorite song I think she's tweeted that before anyway uh, yeah, I love it. On. that's not the saddest song the saddest song is the theme song oh, no. to the Simpsons I beg to differ I huh. think it's nice I don't want to jump I don't want to jump too far ahead in the episode but I yeah. would get very like happy sad whenever Gracie Films comes out at the end. Uh, I always go, Wait a spoil the ending of this episode. <laughs> what I mean. Or not. It, maybe it doesn't happen. This is the but rare I, one where it doesn't I happen. I love that it's you jumping ahead is the title <laughs> card at the end of the episode. I love that it. I love it. It's right, it great, though. It's, it's iconic. It's right up there with Sit Ubu Sit. Um, I'm always just like, yes. You're right. Yeah, there's a sense of accomplishment that comes from getting to the end uh, the end card of the production company. Is that what it is? Like, who does it? Yeah. Yeah, because there are certain things like, uh, I love the like the talking backwards that the It's Always Sunny guys do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then if you play that backwards, I think it's something along the lines of just like, you have too much time in your hands. Here's a question for you two Hollywood folk. Okay. Have you given any thought to when the time comes for you to create your own production company mm. and your own title card, what it would be? Mm. Uh, my my friends in high school and I, we when we talked about it, we were going to be called Three Head Productions because we're all just very three. I mean, 
now we, looking back, it's like, no, we're three of the same motherfuckers. Yeah. But we definitely thought we were like three individual dudes. But I think it's because like, I was Latino, he was white, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the other guy was Asian. I was like, oh, man, look at us. We are so fucking different. <laughs> uh, but then that's as far as it got. Oh, he got yeah. a, 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 my one friend, he got a, his dad bought him a car for graduation, and the license plate was three head. Aww. Three heads. So that's like actually as far as it got. <laughs> that's pretty cool. It was pretty sweet. I like that. Um, I had to sign up for like ASCAP and stuff like that as a production company just to write songs and publish mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and it, much like my old band name, uh, Rest in Peace, was Cosby Sweater. Yeah. And I don't remember why I changed it, but I did, and that's that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to. <laughs> Let's just say it was Mo. Uh, Julia, what would yours be? Do you know? Have you? Do you have them now? I don't have one now. Is um, it Mike Loves Julia? Pretty much. My husband loves me. You heard it here first. <laughs> the yeah. outcast hootie who followed by my husband loves me. <laughs> um, actually, uh, to... I will say my husband loves me. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Sorry, it is for the outcast that. heads. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, I went crucial conflict out. there. Actually, I guess I am cool now. I'm realizing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Welcome. The, the water is fine. Um, I'm uh, sipping tea. (laughs) I mean, everything's checking out, right? Um, uh, To give a real answer uh, to this question, uh, my husband and I, uh, so I've mentioned before, he works as an animator. Um, He is currently directing on the show Big Mouth on Netflix. It's very good. uh, And everybody should go and watch it. Um, But we are at that, oh, exciting time in being married where we are filing our taxes together. Mm. Tax season's over. I know. We got an extension, bitch. And uh, (laughs) and, um, so we uh, are actually incorporating and uh, kind of having to form a production company as a result. Okay. And uh, and so it's probably going to be what was our hashtag at our wedding, which is Rad Dudes Forever. I love Rad Dudes Forever. Hey, thanks, man. Forever. It was our way of basically saying we wanted to be married to each other before we had the nerve to say it. Aww. It was like early in our dating. I was like, I just want to be a red dude with you forever, if that's okay. And he was like, Yes, I accept. <laughs> I accept your offer. I accept your offer. So you accepted our offer to do the podcast. Hey, trend. Transition clean. Boom. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious what about this episode uh, speaks to you specifically? Because it's such a good one. We talk about it all the time. It's crazy. We just had our 138th spectacular. And we have, that means we've gone through that many great Simpsons episodes, and yet we still get to talk about amazing episodes. What a testament to the show. Um, but we're curious, like, what about it says Ricky Carmona? For, well, there's a couple things. Obviously, the first thing, it's, can I say what the name of the episode is that we're watching? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so it's Itchy and Scratchy, the movie. So it's a one about, that's a movie. And I'm like, I'll, I'm in. Yeah. Because uh, you're yeah, the movie mo- boy. I love movies. Movie podcast. Movie plague, yes. All, mm-hmm. all, the, all the good things. Uh, <laughs> So then also, I feel like, I don't know, if The Simpsons has been on so long now, maybe both of you can tell me, I feel like we all have like, this is my era of The yes. Simpsons yeah, definitely. now, you know? Mm-hmm. And this era, like uh, fourth season, like the early 90s, so like good. that is my era of uh, of The Simpsons. And like it starts, it's like right away, like one of the first jokes in the show, I was like... That's one of my favorite Simpsons jokes. Yeah. So, God damn, this is going to be like a solid episode. What is it? Again with the Klingons. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just love so very tired. That's my 
my go-to for I, I'm constantly yelling about how we should just let Harrison Ford take a nap. You know? <laughs> I just feel like people are tired. And for them to just name it that, I just love it. <laughs> like I don't even like I didn't even I, I, I love Star Trek as well, and I don't even know, before I saw this episode, I just remember, like, as a kid, I loved the Again with the Klingons. Whenever I talk about Star Trek in my head, I hear Again with the Klingons. Yeah, yeah. And then, boom, so the great. episode starts, and I was like, oh, hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> It's from here, Ricky! Who is it, Scotty, that, like, like basically, there's chaos happening in space if you can believe it uh, and this very quick clip from this very fake Star Trek sequel and I think it's Scotty is like so rotund now that mm-hmm. like he can't even reach like the abort button or whatever they make a joke out of that everybody has bad toupees mm-hmm. you know the whole like you know uh, appeal is that it's with the original cast I mean in this Marvel age these are the kind of jokes that are still fresh. Oh, absolutely. Because we're feeling it right now. Yeah, I mean, it's Star Trek 12. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we just watched, a lot, you know, Avengers, whatever fucking right, Marvel right. movie, number 10. So yeah, it's... and there's so many reboots of things that are not even old anymore. Not to get into it. I mean, I wish you would, though. What a rip-off. I wish you would, though. What a rip-off. Yes. I wish um, you would. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love Grandpa saying, movies, what a rip-off, and falling asleep immediately. That's uh, That was the other joke as well, where, yeah. where my buddy would do it, where I would like just get and be like, I would you set him up with some kind of line, and then he would just fucking fall asleep right away. I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're doing it." <laughs> and then the the other the other uh, thing was, I don't know, it's not a joke, but I feel like it's just like a famous Simpsons image of Bart on the fan, yes, uh, spinning with the teeth. I feel like and the music playing. The, yes, did they take that? Obviously, I've heard we've heard that music in movies, but is that image of him with the teeth on the fan? Is that like? An a ode reference? to something? Yeah, is that a I reference I'm not you. getting? Um, th- uh, listeners, let us know. I, it's my, very cinematic. It is very, very cinematic. Very much yeah. so. Very much so. And the music, of course, is cinematic as well. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say what the title was. And I, I wish I, I could have. Like, <laughs> you were about to blow my mind. I'm like, I have no idea. It's called Ceiling Tooth Fan. And, of course, wow. ceiling, ceiling Tooth Fan. By, uh, I thought you were going to say by in, the Beatles. in F Sharp. I <laughs> 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 the Beatles. Wow. They were prolific. <laughs> People don't say that enough about about the Beatles. They, they were very prolific. Thank I think you. they're underrated. You're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's another podcast for another time. Okay. After this one. <laughs> all right. Um, those are all great reasons. I, uh, If I'm not stepping on uh, your explanation, mm-hmm. I'd love to get into just the specifics and go through. Uh, but first, uh, let's get that Wikipedia. Synopsis. Mm. What we like to do on our show is, uh, for those that haven't watched this episode in a while, we like to read... The synopsis from the old Wikipedes, mm. ice cold, so we don't know what it's gonna be. Ice cold. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So much outcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've, I've been doing the outcast. <laughs> it's in my bones. I got some outcast <laughs> tales to tell you. Anyway, what? not not like I've hung out with them. They just like were the soundtrack to my youth. Sure. Listen. Sure. All right. Uh. Let's get into it. I was happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. You can still be. Okay. The plot follows. <laughs> oh, boring. The plot follows Bart. Wait, this is already off to a terrible start. <laughs> the plot follows Bart continually getting in trouble and how Homer is unable to give him any suitable punishment. Marge gets Homer to agree to make a punishment stick, and he forbids Bart to see the new Itchy and Scratchy movie. A punishment stick? 
<laughs> yes. Uh, my daddy's hit me with a punishment stick. Mm, I'm so sorry. Ours was <laughs> a belt. <laughs> the punishment belt. The punishment belt. Punishment. Never. I'm not even gonna. Remember <laughs> a punishment that Homer takes very seriously, and that's it. Can did we did we miss anything in that? <laughs> See, this is why it's like you never know what you're gonna get with free internet. It's like life. Mm. Yes. Something I think is really funny is uh, Marge and Homer walk in wearing what looks like their church clothes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um, you have Bart saying, uh, just like, hubba hubba, oh, mm. you kids. And it's just kind <laughs> of like, that's kind of weird. I love it, though. I love a supportive It's a good, precocious Bart episode. He's Absolutely. actually very adult-like in this episode. I right. I feel like we're in peak Bart yes. uh, of like the troublemaking Bart. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's not like I don't I don't think we got like a lot of like like Bart lines that eventually he's gonna have. But I was definitely like, yeah, it is little. Yeah, he just likes getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, good at it. He's a real master at it. Yeah, yes. he's very good at it. And uh, so basically, what's happening at this uh, at this time is the the Simpsons parents are going to go to the parent teacher night, which of course. I'm sure brings up tons of memories for yes. all of us. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. such a real thing. And just it, having the parents sit in your desk. <laughs> it's <laughs> such a thing. I was like, I hope they don't find. I hope they don't find any shit that they could have over me. I hope they don't look around. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm a messy kid. I don't want. I don't want dad to be snooping. Uh, but uh, we should definitely get into like the very specifics of parent teacher night because I think it is so funny, and I haven't seen it covered very much. Yeah, it's something that's really like. Tra- not just not traumatic, but it's like a, it's like such a night. The fact that you're out at night at school, like it's just yeah. weird. But anyway, we'll get to it. Um, basically, we get this idea of like you know they're going to go to parent teacher night, and uh, you know they're going to bring back food after. And I love that you know oh, they're I asked like, "What are you going to get?" You should say, it. <laughs> "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Well, if you've been good, pizza. If you've been bad, poison. <laughs> what if one of us has been good and one of us has been bad? Poison pizza. That's oh, what no. Bart says. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I'm not making two stops. I love that. <laughs> it's so good. It's it, a great what line. a great back and forth. Oh, absolutely. Holy shit, they're good at what they do. <laughs> they really are. It's really maddening. The the pacing of this episode is so good and fast, and they really get a lot of stuff in. Mm-hmm. And uh, on their way to school, they are uh, on the parents' way to school. They're deciding like who's going to get Bart, like who's going to draw the short stick here, or the short straw, um, the short punishment straw. <laughs> And uh, is that I, anything like a punishment stick? <laughs> what do you? What is that? Uh, I love. I love that they say it's like you know. I'm. I'm thinking of a number one through one hundred. It's a thirty-seven. Don't. Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I I wrote down almost every single line of this episode just because every single line I to know. me made me laugh. I wrote that we get one of those classic. <laughs> oh, you did too. I was writing, I was writing yeah. notes. Yeah, we get one of those classic Homer. Please, please, please. I can't even do it, but I, I love it when he does it. It's so cute. And well, so when she agrees that uh, he, she's going to take Bart, he gets really excited and starts honking his horn and saying "USA, USA." <laughs> and I think we should all do that more. It's more, it's fun. Homer's is so that, playful in this episode. That, that was that was one of the notes I wrote down on the USA. Is that is that the origin of when we all just now chant USA? I'm or just going to say we yes. Doing? Cause I, was like, I feel like they did it on the Mayflower. That joke was just... <laughs> 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 How 
else would they know? USA. That's really funny. They had the number one finger foam stick. <laughs> it was made out of wood, though. Yeah, so heavy. So it was heavy. so heavy. Oh, God. But they were so ripped. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, here we are at Parent Teacher Night. I, this is a wonderful opportunity if anyone has st- stories to tell about it in particular or just want to share kind of like their their memories or vibes with that night because it's such a weird time. You get Homer sink, uh, sucking his belly in so he could fit into the <laughs> mm-hmm, desk. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, I don't know. There's just something very poetic and creepy at the same time about like your 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 you know your child spawn self like live yeah. like goes to school oh, yeah. here and now you're there it's oh, just it's weird just, oh it's very it's very bizarre the, the, parent teacher night when i was a kid was the extremes of this is going to be the best night ever because i got all the dope fucking grades ma yeah can't wait till uh... you stand there and uh my my mom uh doesn't speak english so let like, be like double like i'm gonna translate how dope <laughs> i am to you ma. that's a sitcom setup <laughs> if you were not doing dope but then mm. yeah the opposite end of that is like when i was not having good grades and my mom could tell like you're gonna get an ass whooping <gasps> And this is the era when you could whoop your kids sure. right. in public. And so. we are fighting a better time day after day <laughs> Thank you. To, to bring go those days back. back. Bring, Thank bring you. back a night, baby. Thank anyway. You. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like it was just it would be great or terrifying. And then like like watching like Homer like get in the desk like that. When I was in grammar school, we still had like desks where you would like put like the books inside them. It wasn't mm-hmm. like the. We didn't have lockers. So I remember, like, there'd be times where I'd just be scared if my desk wasn't organized the right way. And if my mom saw that shit, like, that's your desk right there? I thought I raised you to uh, yeah. have your shit organized. What the fuck is all this? Right. And we're like, Ugh. Don't yeah. you realize your desk is an extension of how I raised you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. you kid, but... Ooh. And it's all happening at night, and that's weird. Yeah. The whole thing. Um, so... It's uh, it's funny because basically you get to see those two different sides of you via Lisa, the great student, and then Bart, which is obviously the bad student. And we get we get Marge having to kind of shoulder the responsibility of this, and uh, we have a a clip of what happens uh, when when uh, we get the two different sides. So let's play that. Mister Simpson, I just wanted to tell you that you've done a wonderful job with Lisa. You must have read to her at a young age. I did. I did read to her. Eight o'clock. Happy days. The Fonz, Henry Winkler, is worried he's losing his cool. Well, I've always been a firm believer in the three R's. Reading TV Guide, um, writing to TV Guide, and renewing TV Guide. <laughs> um, and so in stark contrast, you have what happens with um, Kerbopple. Uh, and I've been calling her crazy. <laughs> I have to every time. It's so good. And and basically just all the different things that are in the desk, like what we were saying is like such a scary thing. Yeah. And something that I think is funny is that when the Krusty doll comes out, Marge is kind of hopeful <laughs> until she realizes that you take the head off and there's a knife. <laughs> what is Bart like doing a with full it? full switchblade. That's crazy. Uh, and she says, you know, like, you know, I'm sure Bart doesn't mean to be bad. And then you cut to him and Grandpa just like, now it's time to be bad. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. It's so zippy, this episode. It really is. Kind of bounces around. And then, of course, you get a very funny classic twist on the opening credits of The Simpsons with Marge now having to write, I will try to raise a better child. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I love what she says. I really don't see how this helps Bart. (laughs) And Kerbapa goes, just 
do it. <laughs> and uh, basically, at this point in the episode, we get kind of the uh, what will lead into the rest of the story, which is Edna saying, like, you know, you guys really need to discipline your kid better. And Homer says something to the effect of just like, I will not have you badmouth Lisa that way. It's like, no, Bart. Oh. <laughs> um, and, yeah, there's this idea that we've seen before um, where Bart really is pretty shifty and and clever in terms of tricking the parent into not actually giving him a good grounding. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, were your parents pretty strict uh, growing up? Oh, hell yeah. I had I had crazy strict parents. Yes. Yeah. We, we didn't grow up in the greatest neighborhood. It was a little dangerous. Mm-hmm. So they had to be like extra... Protective. Don't even extra protective, yeah. Uh, to the like, I always let like, I mean, I don't know what the fuck made them do this, but like, they worked in the neighborhood. They worked like in a Spanish uh, supermarket in the neighborhood, and there would be just like gangbangers. This, this is the eighties, and this is you know, mm-hmm. gangbangers just hanging out at the corner, kicking it like gangbangers do. Yeah, and my parents would be like, "Those are our kids right there. Don't fuck with them. They're good kids. They're going to school." Those are not, they're not in gangs, so you're going to see them walking by, so don't even worry about that. And they, like, totally respected that my parents that. did that, and we were just, like... I love that. Yeah, that's there was like a, there was That's like, the way you do it. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, yeah, like, completely. two dudes who I thought still wanted to murder me. I would get very nervous when I would see them walking yeah, by myself. Yeah, yeah, But everybody else was just kind of like, hey, what's up? Where's your dad at? Say, that's, what's up to your pops? That's rad. <laughs> Fuck, I, I wish I had that. <laughs> <laughs> that. I think that's why I watch TV so much because they're just like, yeah, you don't need to go outside. It's a little dangerous out there. Right, right, Sit right. Down right. And, what, what movies do you want me to rent? I will go rent the movies Aww. for you. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. while, <clears throat> while we reminisce about uh, the strictness of our parents or the <laughs> maybe some of the things that you were not allowed to go to because that is obviously a huge theme of this episode, let's take a quick break. I love it. Good stuff every time. Uh, Well, I hope that you're enjoying this podcast you're listening to as much as we are pretending to. But anyway, why not listen to another podcast too? It's called the Flop House. And on our podcast, uh, we have recently watched a movie, often a bad movie, and we review it on our podcast, but mainly talk about other stuff and I don't know, hang out. It's all about hanging out, feeling like you're being with your best friends. Who are your best friends? Us three. Dan McCoy, <laughs> Emmy Award-winning writer for The Daily Show, Stuart Wellington, owner of the best bar in Brooklyn, Hinterlands, and Elliot Kalin, former Emmy-winning head writer for The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, former head writer of Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Return, uh, so many things. Author of the upcoming children's book, All right, that's Dog. enough. The Elliot's credits just go on and on. Yeah, but if you like the idea of listening to three funny guys talk about bad movies, then why not come over and listen to The Flop House? It's uh, available at MaximumFun.org or wherever fine podcasts are found. So get out of here. Um, what was, uh, just, just so I know, what is something that you were grounded from that you didn't get to go to? What is an event that you didn't get to go to? That's good. Um, I was forbidden from watching, uh, I want to say 
Austin Powers 3? <laughs> the best one? The best one! <laughs> I think it was the third one. For some reason, they were just getting crasser and crasser. <laughs> and I remember not being able to see it uh, when it came out in theaters and then being like on a family camping trip with my aunt and my cousin and then their friends and like their kids and they busted it out and there was a sincere moment where I was like, oh, but what if my... Yeah. And then I was <laughs> like, no. You live, Julia. <laughs> you live. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, I was not allowed to go see Rush because I had bad grades, and I will never forgive my mom because mm. they're no longer together. <laughs> she really I totally that up missed for you. it. She it really makes me mad. It didn't you. help me. And she knew at the time, which she, is they were a band from the eighties. It's not like she's. It's not like they had like a long history to go, yeah. or like like it's not like I had a lot of chances. I want to say I wasn't grounded a lot. Oh, wow. I was grounded constantly. Constantly. (laughs) I thought you meant Rush, the Jennifer Jason Leigh, Jason Patrick movie where. (laughs) No, they forced me to watch that when I was bad. God damn, girl. You were trying to watch some hardcore shit. (laughs) They're like, you learn. You learn from their their chemistry on screen. (laughs) Uh, Do you have something you were grounded from? uh, I would not be allowed to watch Double Dare. If, Interesting. Uh, I got bad grades. Double Dare is so fun. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, we were poor growing up. And then, if my mom, if my mom, like, if I like ran out to my mom, like, hey, buy this Nintendo game for me, and she's like, no, I can't afford it. And then I would like be an asshole kid and like just say something terrible, like, well, yeah, just say something bad. It was like, well, now you're not getting any games for oh, a long no. time, Ricky. Yeah. yeah, and then I would get smacked in the store. It's hard Aww. being, it's 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 hard being a young comedian kid. Um, yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Because uh, you have the quickness of, like, you know exactly what to say in that moment. In the and, chamber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to go. Yep. But you also don't have any idea what the world is and what appropriateness is, especially if you've got, like, say, a single mom mm-hmm. and, like, she does something and you're like, oh, I know how to roast you. <laughs> so, and I got into trouble a couple times. It never got to a point where I'd be grounded or anything. Maybe, like, just left in my room to cry for hours, <laughs> which just made me a better comedian. So <laughs> jokes on her. Well, that is kind of the point of this episode where it is uh, grounding to a degree. Obviously, we joked, but we obviously don't think that you should be, you know, inflicted with physical violence. Yes. <laughs> you could get grounded. It's good to have strictness. I say because. Hit your kids. Wow, we are getting very political on this podcast. (laughs) So we, uh, you know, we are grounded and, you know, I missed the Rush concert and uh, you didn't get some games, Mm -hmm. but it taught us to become the chief juror, (laughs) which we all are wearing our robes. Mm -hmm. Um, Welcome, justice, justice. So that is is what is happening in this episode where, where Edna says basically one of two things could happen. Like Bart could become a chief juror. Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And um, or Bang Bang Bart. Bang Bang oh, Bart. I love Bang Bang Bart. I love talk bang, us, bang Bart. Someone talk us through Bang Bang. You Bart. want to take it, Ricky? Uh, bang Bang. Th- 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 she has this vision. I believe it's Marge who Marge. has it. Marge has this vision, which I also love. Another thing I love. I mean the the Simpsons. There. I mean they stay the same age the whole time, but then yeah. we get these glimpses I know. of the kids older. And uh, when you see Bart, yeah, he's he is a stripper. 
at the strip club, he has bang bang barts, and he comes <laughs> out with a disgusting gut. In yeah, his tight and like black little... underwear. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a, a cowboy. Uh, dead eyes. Dead, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, it's just... like um, if you've seen Magic Mike, the McConaughey character took a sharp right turn. <laughs> just a sharp right turn. <laughs> it's the same outfit. And they the the <laughs> women in the crowd just boo him yeah. and just call him out for being overweight. So sad. Just yeah, more me to love, scream. baby. Yeah, Some he... shit he says like that. One of them just screams, "You're fat." Yeah. <laughs> More me to love. Yeah, me love, honey. Oh, I love that. That uh, was fantastic. Uh, you know, and it's a fear of Marge's, which makes sense. I mm-hmm. mean, we encourage any type of career here, but yeah, for as, as a mother, you probably don't want that. So she's trying really yeah. hard to get things in line. She goes back home, and uh, that's when we see all this stuff with uh, Grandpa's dentures. <laughs> and uh, I, so I know good. you like that, so you should probably walk us through what happens there, including the tape, because it's so good. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Uh, they 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 come home and uh, well Bart knows uh, they're on the way in so he <laughs> he just grabs the teeth right and yeah. like tries to like shove them in uh, in Grandpa's mouth he, he grabs, broke them he broke oh, he them breaks them tiny first, pieces. Yes. <laughs> Terrifying. Like, here's some approach, and there's, like, a roll of of scotch tape, and he just, like, throws it together, jumbly, like a bunch of marbles, and just shoves it in Grandpa's mouth. The abuse that they give give to Grandpa is terrible and hilarious. He can't remember it anyway. (laughs) Well, right, so it kind of makes it like um, uh, a boy who called uh, Wolf, because he is saying, like, Bart broke my teeth, and Homer's uh, saying, he's like, oh, you said it about everything. Right, right, right. There's um, well, there's a couple lines uh, around this time. So like Bart shoves the teeth into Grandpa's mouth, and then he runs to the couch and like just grabs a book, like whatever's <laughs> nearby, and is like trying to play casual. And he goes, "Wow, home already? Time really flies when you're reading the Bible." <laughs> Which I love that. Just like quiet little dig at uh, <laughs> that kind of religion. religion. <laughs> uh, and then. Um, Grandpa is, you know, trying to explain that some shit has gone down. And Homer says, quite, you will put you in a home. And he goes, you already put me in a home. <laughs> and then he says something. I forgot to write it down, but he says something like, well, we'll put you on a home that we saw in 60 Minutes. One of those 60 Minutes homes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was really funny. Uh, so, so Marge is saying kind of like, you know, you know, we have to punish him. And he's just like, oh, but look at his, you know, hey dog expression. Uh, let's get him a present. Know, he's learned his lesson. Let's get him a present. Uh, but then he's like, okay. Okay, we have to come up with a good punishment, and I died at this line. Yes. I laughed so hard. So you good. should tell it. Oh, okay, <laughs> young man, since you broke Grandpa's teeth, he gets to break yours. <laughs> and then Grandpa is like so excited to do it. Yeah. It's like very creepy. <laughs> God, there's so many dark jokes in this episode. Oh, I yeah. love it. I feel like that's a Schwarzwelder signature. Oh man, I love the next thing so much too. So basically, like they're gonna say, you know, you're not gonna have any supper, and I've definitely been sent yeah. to bed with no supper. I wonder if that's uh, an American child, kid thing. Because you were never. N- no way. If yeah. anything, I would like. You have to eat more. Food. I have to eat. Yes. Yeah. There'd be <laughs> right. times I'm like, I don't want to eat that. Oh, really? Well, now you're getting two plates of it. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Like, it, like it's. I've never been sent. 
my right. guess my, anywhere without eating. I my like, guess is that it's white privilege. Like I really yeah. think that it is to the level of just like, well, we could afford to like throw our food away, and yeah. we're going to do that. Where I think make maybe a real show of it, yeah. Yeah. right? Because like I have other friends. Most most of my friends growing up were Filipino, and they would have also never done that. Like when I would talk about like, oh, I didn't have dinner last night, uh, they'd be like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's this really funny visual of uh, Bart in his really messy room, and he's at like a weird table that he and he has his like it is little so cute. It's so cute, and he's like got his little like. Uh, fists like you know with the uh, fork and knife and he's just like you know I'm starving like somebody bring me my dinner and Homer runs up it's the so stairs. It's so cartoonish. I love so it. So cartoonish. I'm a coming boy <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we get this feeling of just like you know no like we need to not let him get away with this right, otherwise right. he'll never learn. So I feel mm-hmm. a very relatable parent dynamic too. Yes. Yeah. There's a good cop bad cop Absolutely. I feel always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's so funny in this moment is, is Bart really is hungry because he looks at he looks at Santa and imagines him with like a pizza box as a head. And it's also very cute because his tongue is a little pizza slice. Yes. I want that. <laughs> Who has a tattoo of that? Show me, internet. Show me. <laughs> that, that, Show yourself. That moment of uh, of Santa with the pizza box, again, just like I got like a flood of like, oh, past favorite Simpsons moments. Yeah. And whenever they have, I mean, we talked about one already with like Bang and Bart. Whenever they like travel to the future or like the thought bubbles that happen, like my favorite thought bubble, I think, on The Simpsons, I don't know the episode, but they're talking about food. And at one point, I think it's Homer, somebody says, or like a hot dog. And they show like yeah, what a hot dog the is made of. Oh, and yeah. it's like a, a can, like a tin like can. A raccoon oh. and a boot. I yes. mean, that's just fucking <laughs> yeah. funny, yo. I laughed hard at that as a kid <laughs> years, decades before I stopped eating meat. <laughs> I was like, you don't need to be a vegetarian. I'm proof. It was so funny. Um, so A hot dog. That's, it, it, I love that so much. That it's moment so is, good. It's great. Uh, so... Uh, not quite a hot dog, but Homer comes up with pizza, and it's right as you see uh, that Bart really is about to learn his lesson. Yeah. Like, he, is, he says, like, wow, I guess they really are serious this time. I guess I have to get my act together. And then immediately. Of course. Immediately. It's just like, don't tell, you know, this is just between <laughs> us, and you have to promise to be good. He's like, I will, Dad. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> and, uh, and we get a really funny moment that I didn't remember right here of Jasper. Uh, yeah. in the retirement home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, uh, what's-his-face grandpa is trying to steal his dentures, and then you get Jasper with a gun saying, like, well, well, if it isn't the tooth fairy. <laughs> yeah, it's such a funny, weird moment. Again, like, in this episode, and, you know, uh, of course, many of the Simpsons writers would use this device, but I feel like, especially with Schwarzwelder scripts, you get these little pops. You get these little, like, cutaways, and I don't mm-hmm. know if that's his, like, radio roots coming out but I, I really enjoy it I mean it, again it makes this episode really really fun and kind of like bounce around like it's you know almost not a sketch show but sure. you know what I mean like we get these little jokes that can exist and then we can go back to the story and we know what's really happening oh absolutely we get yeah. to have that joke yeah, yeah. and I, I I mean again now just like having the history of the show when uh, when Jasper showed up, I was just like, my man! My man! My man! I love him. Ricky, can I <laughs> yes. tell you that there was a segment on our podcast in the early days that got buried almost immediately as it was <laughs> conceived, which I was really pushing for it. What's Jasper doing? <laughs> that was the, that was the title of the segment. Allie remembers, oh, and yeah. I immediately was like, oh, because like, 
I think the first two episodes, Jasper was doing something, and then there was a long stretch of nothing. <laughs> so, uh, so he, he, you know, maybe we'll bring it back. What's Jasper doing? Well, he's and holding a rifle. Whoever's <laughs> yes. uh, updating our Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, I guess we, so uh, we do have a Google Doc of all the, uh, spreadsheet of all of the episodes and who the guests were and which episodes are left. Um, we'll, we'll find the time and we'll just say what Jasper's doing in each of the ones where he appears. <laughs> I'll, I'll stay after and I'll record all the little pocket. Uh, uh, so, uh, speaking of, ready? Speaking of little pockets, Whoa! there's a tiny James Bond toy wearing a suit which probably has pockets. Okay. <laughs> that, that, was, that was probably, you're flying too close to the sun. <laughs> so was James Bond when he melted. Oh, no. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, Homer's son, Bart, is... Uh, <laughs> real quick. Real quick. I want... There to be some sort of now that's what I call music type of infomercial for you and your album of just transitions. I want you to release a just segue album. And I love I think it. That's really funny, and you just you take that, you take it and run with it. Ah, uh, thank you. You're welcome. I, I like out of context segues. Yeah, because well, save it for the Mad Podcast. I should. Um, so. Uh, this is happening where uh, he is melting. Uh, he's just doing what kids do, like, uh, you know, maybe a specific type of kid, but that kind of destructive, like, Sean O'Connor type kid. And <laughs> Lisa is watching TV and sees that there's an ad for the Itchy and Scratchy movie. And it's such an exciting thing. And I remember when I found out that The Simpsons was going to have a movie, and I felt the exact same way. And yeah. I was just like, the show I love is about to have a movie. And Scooby-Doo had that, you know, because they had, like, VHS movie, or they right, had, like, right. straight to Where it video. was an event. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was still very exciting. Can I say that what I experienced... Uh, as like they paint the itchy and scratchy movie event mm-hmm. what i experienced in my life um as, in like the same level the good burger movie <gasps> yes <laughs> when oh the God, good so burger exciting. movie came out i couldn't believe it i i was mentioning it to somebody the other day and and remembering that they had done a novelization of the good burger <laughs> movie yes. i'm going to go on ebay right after this and i'm going to snatch up one of those because Do that's it now. hilarious <laughs> oh okay um but i just remember cuz it was tied to nickelodeon and so they got to use like their entire network as this platform to promote it and of course you get that now i mean everything is marvel everything yes. is star wars everything everything is Everywhere. Yeah. But like that felt like truly it was like, you know, they would have had a parade in every city if they could. Oh, sure. <laughs> I, I loved the just their, their <clears throat> excitement about a movie trailer. Yeah. Like I used to love, I believe it was every Saturday at 630 on MTV. I'm watching uh, The Big Picture with my man, Kurt Loder. Yeah! And just you getting... were friends with Kurt Loder? <laughs> <laughs> wow! I was friends with Outkast. Anyway, we're learning a lot about each other. And it's Who just like... Who am I friends with? <laughs> Us? Yay! Yeah. Uh, the cool kids? Wait, and you said you're not sadness? cool. <laughs> oh, my Ferris Bueller recordings say otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> and just yeah. being like so excited about just like watching movie trailers yeah. and being like, oh, God, this movie's on the way. 
or uh, the other show was like coming attractions. Yeah, just knowing like all oh, this amazing thing is coming yes. and it's gonna be the greatest thing we were, in my life. Yes, we were obsessed uh, growing up, and I even remember like learning from my dad because we would like camp out and be like this trailer blah before yeah. you could like easily access it <laughs> online. Um, <laughs> those were the days. Those were the days. Those but but the then days. learning from my dad of like you know like uh you know cinephilia etiquette of like. No, I shall not watch the trailer. Ha, I will preserve the experience. Yeah, so my dad kind of taught me that too. But even to this day, like, if I'm running out of things to watch and it's, like, late and whatever, I'll be like, let's just go through those trailers, baby. <laughs> I just gotta, I just gotta see. I just gotta get a hit. You had a different reaction to trailers back then because they weren't easily accessible. Yeah. So it's like... If the Ghostbusters two trailer is coming on and I'm and it's on cable on this one show that's like once a week, like I'm I'm not leaving the room because I want to sure. wait for the thrill of the experience in the theater. It's like I'm not going to see this again until I see the movie, which yeah. I need to like, get time it from now. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It's I mean, it and was... you won't have it on DVD to remember everything yep. immediately. Yeah. Well, also I remember when teaser trailers started becoming more of a thing because like old, old, old seventies trailers show a lot. Yeah. You get a lot of stuff. They're in like the trailers. just in case Three you don't minutes. come see this movie. Here is the movie. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I remember obviously there are tons of. Uh, you know, to this day, you still get like, well, the best part was shown in the trailer. But like when like early 2000s, I do remember like you'd get some pretty cool like um, hints of what the movie was going to be. Mm-hmm. And Lord of the Rings did a really good job of that because like, I mean, it just kind of was like, oh, what? They're going to make this into a movie and they're not even really showing me what it is. And like. It's That's just confident. such a very much so. Is it's... there a trailer uh, podcast like about like movie there, trailers? There is now because that'd be fun. <laughs> I want to listen to that. Let I, me know. I yeah. definitely think like nowadays I've probably like the trailers that I do like genuinely get excited about, and I know like oh I'm the, you're not going to tell me everything about a movie is like Paul Thomas Anderson trailers. Yes, like I like that sometimes they're just like quick little scenes from the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like kind of like weird, uncomfortable. I remember seeing like Phantom Thread trailer and not being crazy about it, but also being like, "What's this guy what, up what's to? Go, what's going on what's here? This motherfucker <laughs> up to? Yeah, this ain't just about clothes. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. It can't be. What if he was just tired? He's like, it's just about it's clothes. It's just about clothes, guys. <laughs> uh, so we get many moments uh, of of Homer saying like, you know, I have to punish you for this, and like was as was prophesized by Edna, uh, you get a lot of kind of uh, deception happening. So mm-hmm. you get him saying like, well, you could punish me, but then you'd have to find somebody to, you'd have to come up with a punishment. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, all these different things. And By the end of his sentence, Homer's like, you make a good point. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into yeah. it. I'm like, Bart, you're right. You're right. right. Absolutely. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, Can well, I ask a question about a moment during yes, that episode as yes. well? Because I believe that's when Bart tells him, uh, you know, just watch this, like, Mexican uh Yeah, yeah, yeah it's right show. around here. Ah, yeah. El Stomaco. See? It's the first appearance. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, that's what's mm-hmm. up. Now, what? I, I was just Take talking. Take a moment. I know. I was just talking to somebody yesterday about The Simpsons, and uh, we talked because I said I was going to do the show, and then I don't know how we got like on the Bumblebee Man, uh, but I said, oh, and the Bumblebee Man, you tell me if I'm wrong now, please. Mm-hmm. Bumblebee Man is inspired by uh, El Chapulín Colorado. That makes sense to me. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking yeah, about I when do. I say I El do. Chapulín yeah. Colorado? Yeah, okay, yeah. yes. All right, solid. And I always just thought, like, I did as I was watching The Simpsons, I didn't know that. But then when I kind of like heard that that was the inspiration for it, I was like, I loved El Chapulín Colorado growing up. Yeah. That was just like such like a great 
Confirmed. It's right here in the Wikipedia. Boom! Boom! You done did it. Y'all need to watch El Chapulín Colorado. It's so great. It is, is it basically Bumblebee Man? It's Bumblebee Man, but he's kind of like, he's a superhero dude, uh-huh. but he's like an old Mexican guy mm-hmm. who's a superhero, right. and no contaban con mi astucias. So that's like, <laughs> it's like a saying, and uh, it's... I love it. It's such like a strange, it. bizarre show for kids, but for adults as mm-hmm. well. Weird sketch. Not weird, but just... I love 70s, like 70s 80s Spanish yeah. TV yo. I love, I love international weird yes. sitcoms like um my uh husband Mike and I we went to Tokyo for our honeymoon and we just had the best time because there were no uh, channels in any of the hotel uh, TVs that had any English speaking whatsoever. So we just had the best time, like zoning out to whatever their kids' shows were. Yes, and they were fucked up. <laughs> like, what's happening? That's really but interesting. Funny. And and this last I'll say about it. Interesting. They um, almost always had one token white dude. Huh. Um, one uh, show had like a white dude with dreads, and like I was just so curious about this guy's journey. <laughs> like, how did he end up in Japan? What's going on? Uh, anyway. So while we journey. think about what's going on, let's take our final break. In a world dominated by Dude Bro Movie Podcasts. A world where Casey Affleck has an Oscar and Angela Bassett does not. Only one podcast is brave enough to call bullshit. Who shot ya? With Ricky Carmona. A lot of people don't know Porks, Puerto Rican. Alonzo Duralde. I would eat Oakjaw. <gasps> April Wolf. I want to interrupt and say yes. that the fish man was real sexy. Drea Clark. I have a real soft spot for King Kong. And women of color. I was like, damn! Right, Kugel got final cut! Kugel got final cut! I just felt like the film was so sour and so completely irrelevant to basically anything in life. Who shot ya? Listen every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about how uh, you know Bart just does a lot of kid things in this episode, um, including melting the action figure. Um, but there's a moment where he's hammering mustard packets, singing Jingle Bells. He's very creative in this whole episode. Uh, and and so you know Homer tries to punish him again, but then we get uh, in the middle of it, the ice cream truck comes by. So Homer is distracted, and, oh, and I remember this happening in my household as well where my parents would maybe lose track of what they were saying hmm. and would kind of put the onus on you to be the one who's like oh you're about to ground me yeah. but instead it's just like oh you were about to tell me about the time you beat jury duty ah, ah yes <laughs> the secret is to be prejudiced against all races <laughs> uh, and, and Julia you, you and I are both called into jury duty this week it's not yeah. happened for you yet it hasn't happened for me what yet what a lucky lady what about I'm gonna you? find out well uh, uh, Thursday is when I'm supposed to. So we'll, Damn. by the time this episode's out, I may have solved a murder. Oh! <laughs> I don't know. 
what Jerry Dean is. I've never been. been racist for all races. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think that's a great joke. That, uh, it's that, so great. Again, just like, why would you say that to your child? It's so great. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, so, I love it. One of, the, one of my favorite moments, uh, Julie and I were bonding over it, uh, walking up to the recording, is you get the um you you get the the women coming into the house women lisa's eight but you get uh, she's a woman she's a woman all girls are women wait yes wait that has its own set of problems nope i <laughs> shall proceed uh, so lisa <laughs> lisa comes in and Marge says we're home and she says we got beats <laughs> it is truly my Apropos favorite moment of nothing she it is, is such a dork. Yes, yes. But it is it is an example of a joke on The Simpsons that okay. So listen, you sit through any writers' room of any goddamn TV show, and they are looking eagerly looking to trim the fat. Mm. They're constantly trying <laughs> to be like, this joke does nothing. Let's save a quarter of a page here. Let's do it. Like if you read, we got beats on a page. I mean, <laughs> like, why? What? John. John. Johnny boy. Johnny. Why do we have this on the Swartzy? page? Swartzy. Swartzy, tell me, baby. Yeah. Baby, Swartzy, what, what you doing with the beats? Why do you have it? And he goes, and he goes, because it's funny. And then. Which is what my response would be. And then they say, John. This next page, you got a man hiccuping for 45 years? <laughs> and he says, kill me? Now, I've heard of bozos, but you are the bozoiest of the bozos. I just invented that term. <laughs> so I, I love that they kept this in, and it reminds me a lot of there's another, like, apropos of nothing, bizarre moment on this show, but it just is like, it makes the scene breathe, um, where... Um, <laughs> Marge is sitting in the living room and Homer opens the front door. I can't remember what episode this is. Opens the front door and he just struts in <laughs> and hums to himself. He goes, mm, 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 mm. Sup, Marge? <laughs> I want to say it was like in the span of like season three, season, season five, like sort of in that space. So it's like early the show. Yeah. Sup, Marge? <laughs> I love it. And then the scene just continues. <laughs> so it's so fucking funny. Oh my god. Uh, so when we finally do get a, you know, kind of the history of Itchy and Scratchy, it is through Ion Springfield. So this is mm-hmm. when we interview the Hiccuping Man. And <laughs> thank God, uh, I kill love me. kill me. <laughs> I love that. So um, I love watching the original like Scratchy cartoon because nothing happens in it and it's just so boring. And I love that. And it's just him doing a little fun walk. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get, to, and it's called that Happy Cat. <laughs> and uh, then we get the um, the kind of marriage of the two of them, and obviously we get the Steamboat Willie reference. And uh, basically, at this point, uh, after we kind of get an idea of what they are, where it came from, we get the final thing that gets Bart in so much trouble, which is he wasn't paying attention to Maggie. So now she's driving a car. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and I think maybe Aww. it's Wiggum, but it might be an a passerby who says like oh a baby driving a car <laughs> like I did Wiggum voice so I made it sound like Wiggum but I yeah. don't remember but um, she also does like a fuck you move yeah <laughs> Maggie's so uh, I, I love, love when, it she's so wily um, <laughs> but at this point uh, we get we finally get home at his breaking point and he says you know like you know what like you are never gonna be allowed to see this movie ever and we we get this idea of kind of like well this is kind of a steep punishment, and we have a great clip for that right here. Dad, you gotta let me see that movie. Can't you just give me a spanking? 
Come on, go nuts. Don't point that thing at me. I said you're not going to the movie, and I'm sticking to it. Dad, I agree that Bart should be punished, but the Itchy and Scratchy movie is the defining event of our generation. How would you have liked it if someone told you that you couldn't watch the moon landing? So you get that flashback of the of the historic moon landing, of course, and you have Grandpa, and he's crying. But in the corner, you see Homer as just a little kid. Uh, little listening. baby Bart's dad. <laughs> little baby Bart's dad. Uh, <laughs> So That's you my have favorite. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's you, so adorable. He's in so this cute. Moment. Uh, he's so cute. I love him with a little head of hair. I and know. he's listening to just like yummy, yummy, yummy. yummy, yummy. <laughs> like what well, I've got love in my tummy, beard. Anyway, um, so at this point, uh, when when you go outside the Simpsons house, the line uh, for the movie is all the way there. That's how crazy it is. And so we actually have a very funny uh, clip from this as well. Someday you'll thank me for this, son. Not bloody likely. No, it's true. You know, when I was a boy, I really wanted a catcher's mitt, but my dad wouldn't get it for me. So I held my breath until I passed out and banged my head on the coffee table. The doctor thought I might have brain damage. Dad, what's the point of this story? I like stories. Well, can I please go to the movie? I know my punishment might seem a little harsh, but I can't go back on it. You're welcome to watch anything you want on TV. TV sucks. I know you're upset right now, so I'll pretend you didn't say that. I love how much Homer constantly defends his love of TV. <laughs> it is truly so <clears throat> sweet. Um, so what? this is so funny. So he's saying just like, uh, you know, uh, I'm able to imagine this. Like nothing can beat the imagination of a small boy. And <laughs> Bart has this like thought bubble of itchy and scratchy and they just stand there. <laughs> and at one point I, so they good. check their watch and shrug. <laughs> so around this time, <laughs> so funny, around this time also, so we get the scope of like how long the line is, um, that this is like, you know, such a blockbuster that it's like, you know, the line is going all the way back to the Simpsons house. But there's one moment as we're like, like panning through the line and I had one of those classic re-watching a Simpsons episode flash moments where I was like oh my god that's where this is from yes. I didn't even think that this was a Simpsons joke <laughs> and I've been saying it my whole goddamn life Julia what is it I regret nothing. <laughs> oh my god! I, I pitched that in almost every room I've been in. <laughs> I, it's like my go-to. I just think it's so funny, and and I'm you know realizing now that it's Schwarzwelder has a lot of those kind of jokes in his stuff. It's it's those kind of simple moments because the to paint the full picture, there's a line that's going over like a Simpsons, a Simpsons, a Simpsons break, bridge, Springfield Bridge, <laughs> and the bridge is going up, and then he, this man just falls in between. <laughs> the cracks to his presumable death. Um, so there'll be moments like that in The Simpsons that will tickle me. And then, uh, you know, whenever they have, say, like a catapult where they put the cat in the catapult and then it accidentally launches. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. In the Canyonero commercial later on during um, that uh, crusty stand-up episode when they're going through a field and there's all these deer running and they just keep like popping deer off like <laughs> <laughs> right, and they're th those kind of things I just enjoy. Yeah, they're wonderful. Um, so at this point, uh, Lisa has seen the movie, and so she comes in the house, and she's got her great like movie gear, like she was just at a theme park, which is kind of funny. And uh, she's she's trying to be such a good sister. Like he asks, like, so how was it? He's like, it wasn't that great. 
And he's like, you know, you could be honest. Like, it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, you know, she's... The best line ever. And you get such a funny joke here, which is referential to The Simpsons itself, where she's just like, and the cameos, you know, Dustin Hoffman and Michael Jackson, they didn't use their real names, of course, but you could tell it was them. Yeah, I love that. As a kid, I don't remember if I would have known, but I bet you that most of our parents, I mean, at least Julia, I bet you and I had the types of parents who would be like... Now that's a reference to when Dustin Hoffman played Mr. Right. Bergstrom or when Michael Jackson did that. Um, Listen, because... I can't remember anything from history class. No dates, no nothing. <laughs> but I remember that Michael Jackson was a voice on the Simpsons. <laughs> Hell yeah, absolutely. My go-to, oh, fine, I'll post, I'll, I'll, send, I'll, I'll write something on Facebook, is I'll just send the Lisa It's Your Birthday yeah, song on somebody's pretty... birthday. Every time. Like, Happy yeah. birthday, boy, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Lisa and Marge will pull Homer aside and say, like, Homer, we need to talk. This lesson, we really appreciate what you have done. But Bart has has learned uh, his lesson. So Lisa is saying, you know, like, he is so depressed right now. And, like, you know, it, it really just is is unfair. Both of them are really trying to be like, let the guy have a break. Like, yeah. it's, been a, it's been two months, you know. And he says this thing again of, like, hey, like... I want him to become the chief justice. Like, I want him to have this good life. And, you know, it's it's just so sad. And you find out that the it's the last night of the movie playing. Mm-hmm. And we forgot to mention it, but there's an amazing billboard yes. at the beginning yes. of the episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, who wants... Someone... Uh, Ricky, tell us about this billboard uh, the first time <laughs> and then the second time. <laughs> the, the, the first time, it's the billboard for the actual movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... Uh, 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 Scratchy's uh, cutting uh, Itchy's head off, and blood is pouring out the side of the ears. I love how violent it is. Again, also, I grew up watching Tom and Jerry. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, that's, I, I, I love it and I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, and then a couple pulls up in just the car. Just married. Just married, and blood just falls <laughs> all over her wedding dress and him. And they just laugh it off. Like, yeah. Ah! They're mad they're like, until they them. realize that it's Itchy and Scratchy. <laughs> oh. uh, and then they change it because the movie. He's about to close to a barber. <laughs> and he's still bleeding. It's so funny. It's, it's so barber good. college. Um, so, it's so, good. So, so we find out from Ken Brockman who's saying like you know the, it's the final night. Uh, the movie has won nine Academy Awards. Nine Academy <laughs> Award winner. Uh, and uh, you know it's saying you know the new movie that's going to replace it features Liza Minnelli and Mickey Rourke. And will it do better? <laughs> you know we'll just have to find out. And I love that choice for actors because uh, it reminds me kind of uh, how Sean O'Connor. Connor was talking about that he snuck in to watch um, Letterman and how excited he was until he realized that it was like these these like very adult guests that were yeah. very boring to a kid. And mm. although as adults, I'm sure we all love Liza Minnelli and Mickey Rourke, as a kid, you'd probably be like, so boring. You oh, know what sure. I mean? Absolutely. Uh, I could be wrong. I don't know what you were all like as kids, listeners, but let <laughs> me know if that offends you. Um, basically... Uh, we we get this moment of of him Bart saying to Homer just like you know well Dad I guess you've won and and I really love this because Homer says like actually you've won like mm-hmm. you may not know this now but you're on the road to you know um, I've started you on the road to something very special and yeah. it, like it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it yeah and he really did the right thing and it makes me want to cry like it is so sweet if if either of you would like to talk through the ending absolutely oh. it's 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 beautiful there's a there's a huge uh, t- time jump 
Uh, and Bart is a chief justice. We're <laughs> 40 years, 40 in, the years in the future. And what's so funny, of course, is the way the future looks. Like Futurama. It's like very yeah. future, future. 40 like, years. Yeah, it's like, I know. It looks like Futurama. I didn't want to do the math. Of it's like so funny. Us living in that future right now, pretty uh, much. But yeah, the uh, scene. Flying cars. The scene is great. Bart, uh, as a Supreme Court justice, wearing the robe. Uh, and yeah. they, they, go to the, they go to the movies together. And... Uh, and uh, uh, it's also playing with Beauty and the Beast. Yes, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so basically you finally get to watch the Itchy and Scratchy movie. And it's, you know, uh, it doesn't really matter what happens, but it, there's a very funny moment about, uh, you know, the engineer school and the train and uh-huh. just very, very old-timey fun. It doesn't really matter what's happening. Uh, what matters is is the way that they're bonding. And you get that really funny line from Homer of just like, which one's the mouse? <laughs> and it's just like, uh, Itchy. Itchy's a jerk. <laughs> I love it. I also love the way that they animate it kind of mystery science theater style uh, with their silhouettes against the movie screen. That was kind of fun to yeah. see. Yeah. And just like, and I, I thought of a, a another movie that was like a big event that's, I can't believe didn't come up when we were talking about this because it's the South Park movie. Oh. It was sure, another absolutely. big one of like, my favorite TV show being adapted into a m- 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 movie. Because <laughs> we put movies up as like being such high art, you know, on yeah. this platform and yeah. And I love that they did this, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I, when the, when they made the X Files movie, I was mm-hmm. like, I mean, life is not getting any better. We have we have yeah. peaked. This is it. <laughs> I uh, do, and that is still true. Uh, uh, <laughs> I do want to say, like, this is. I was surprised at how much uh, Homer isn't like. I mean, he's homering it up, but he's not like dumb Homer all the yeah. time, like. When he gets like that strict and is like, Bart, you're not going to see this movie. I mean, my mom was the enforcer in the house. But when my dad was the one who my dad was not a pushover, he just worked all the time. So it was just like, right, we're going to listen to what mom says. Uh, But when we did like get him upset and he would have to like lay down the law, it was like, oh, damn, this shit is like this shit is real. So it was like really cool to see Homer like, yeah, get to that point. And it's, I mean, not the yes, yes, there's jokes, but, like, the laughs that are played for it are still kind of in defense of him, like, trying to do the right goddamn thing. And I, re- he, I really enjoyed that a lot. Bart. It's yeah. so sweet. It like, makes it's... that moment at the end, like, the, the payoff of them watching the movie together is like, oh, all right. It's so it, sweet. It's mm. actually something, you know, what's really crazy is I love this episode, but I haven't seen it very much. Um, and I think as a kid, when I would have seen it last, um, I didn't know what. A chief justice was and I didn't get what the implication was until today this is the first time I've ever seen that this is Bart's future and it's it is Bart's future they decided it and I yeah. didn't know that I go I, we talk a lot about like maybe Bart will be a comedian or maybe Bart will be this and it's canon it is canon and it's really crazy because it's not it's not Lisa's wedding it's not like a tarot card or like right, a right right mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. Bart becomes chief justice that's so <laughs> yeah that's so great it's I can't it kind of like it's making me emotional I can't believe it it makes me so happy and it's because Bart like has a dad that loves him <laughs> it's oh, like no. so sweet Father's yeah. Day's coming up guys hey listen it's <laughs> oh, in the air what a sweet moment <laughs> yeah I'm so really glad great. you picked this episode um, I'm wondering if you can give us a lesson that you learned from the episode I mean, listen to your parents, you know? Yeah. <laughs> don't, like, like, don't, 
Bart is really like a bad kid in this episode, you know, mm-hmm. when he's like smashing the, the, the mustard packets <laughs> and singing jingle bells. bells. Right. There's no reason why he should be doing that. And he's when he asks him, why himself. are you doing that? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like sometimes yeah, he's just like a bad. And doesn't Homer even at one point like look right at the screen? He's a kid you love to hate. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And the way you his know? face pops into yes. that shot is really funny. It's, it's, it's like a very smart joke, but it's also like just kind of like putting you in that world of like yeah there's these kids but you know there should be consequences to what they do and 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 enforcing those consequences the payoff at the end is like you know you have a nice meaningful moment with your child when they finally do like appreciate what it is you did for them like i mean i i i I joke about my parents like you know my mom you know like hitting me in public and stuff and yes i didn't enjoy it right but I'm completely fine with it. Like I don't hold like any like resentment or like burden towards her. Like sweetest people we know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it's just like that's what she needed to do to make sure I didn't fall. You know, so I could be. I'm I'm the version of the chief justice. Like I'm doing. I tried to like explain to my mom a little while ago because she was like kind of like feeling in the dumps, and I wanted to be like, mom, everything you like. I am where I want to be. Minus having all the money in the world, but <laughs> yeah. like I'm not selling like shoes. I'm not like I'm working in the industry I want. I'm working with people that I want. It's all happening, Aww. and I was like trying to like explain that to her, but it was just getting like way too emotional. Right, and That's I was so just sweet. like, "Mom, you're cool." Yeah, <laughs> but it must be such a crapshoot when you're a parent and you're trying to teach those lessons, and you don't know if your kid is going to understand the method yes. to your madness. Oh, for or sure. Or if they're going to have that moment that you did with your parent, like. It's really just 50 50. Yeah. But I mean, you, you try your best. You don't raise monsters and you t- teach them to be kind. Yeah. yeah. And you, yeah. you had talked about it. Uh, I, I told you guys, listen to the episode with Jesse. And I don't know if Jesse's, I think it's Jesse who says it like watching the show, the transition of watching it like when you're on Bart's side because you're younger, you yourself here. And then as you get older, now you watch the show like from the parents' like point yeah. of view. And I, I, I was still kind of like in the middle with the, with the episode, but definitely understood way more both sides like i mean the fact that i'm like calling out bart right now yeah i'm being a goddamn grown person you know yeah (laughs) i love it i love it well thank you so much for coming on the show and picking such a great episode goddamn delight yeah would you plug anything that you have going on in your show oh sure uh i mean i i I host uh who shot you the movie podcast with my lovely co-host uh sometimes it snows in april Wolf, yeah. my man, El Melo Melo de Navidad, Alonso Duralde, Dre of the Dope Rhyme, Seiya Clark. <laughs> and then we just have wonderful guests who uh, come on in and, uh, and join us and talk about movies. Uh, it would be fantastic if you Ooh, ladies would come on and, be, uh, and talk I'd about movies. It. That would be very, very much enjoy that. Uh, so listen to my podcast. Uh, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter, but I have a love-hate hate 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 relationship with twitter right now so yeah i don't tweet as much people should follow you on instagram though uh, follow me on when instagram hiatus ricky a... gets up in there uh, i love it I, I, I wanted to tell you hiatus ricky is two and a half weeks away Woo! So... <laughs> I'm, yeah. at, I'm at freelance julia so oh, we're going yes. full yes. what's your what's your handle uh, at Ricky Carbona. Beautiful. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then, Julia, where can people find you? Oh, thanks so much for asking. 
Um, you can find me <laughs> at Julia Prescott on all the things. Allie, where can people find you? Thank you so much for asking. You can find me at Allie Gertz on all the things. And you can find us at Simpsons Pod. Mm-hmm. And Everything's Coming Up Simpsons is a production of Maximum Fun. Our show is engineered and edited by Jesus Ambrosio. And our senior producer is Laura Swisher. Hell yeah, Swish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. you later. See you later. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.